0: Welcome back, everybody! It's Talk O Tuesday. Yes, I'm Alex Padilla.
1: I'm Alex Regla.
0: All right, so are we gonna go with Talk O Tuesday? <laughs> uh, it's a, it's
1: honestly, it's a. I don't think we've talked about it at all since I texted you about it. But uh. I
0: think this was the perfect forum. I when, <laughs> when you when you text me, and when we say. Talk O Tuesday. We're not saying taco, we're saying talk. O, like Jack O lantern. Uh-huh. Talk O Tuesday. I love it. My only issue and it's not even an issue is yeah, we record on Tuesday. So for us it's Taco Tuesday, but the majority of people maybe they're they're listening on a Wednesday.
1: That's true. I mean, we do kind of send these out at Tuesday night if it's an early enough game like tonight, but mm-hmm. I think we could dismiss that that little little factual part and the name's too good not to not to use it. I, I don't
0: think. I don't even know where you came up with that name, but I absolutely am in love with it. I was listening
1: to one of our episodes and for whatever reason we had like a five minute conversation about tacos and uh yeah it just kinda hit thankfully.
0: <clears throat> you know what's awesome is that we could actually trademark that and it would probably get approved. Before, no one Le- else is- yeah, before no-
1: LeBron comes and tries to trademark it, of course. No one
0: else is taking Talk O Tuesday. This is fantastic. I love it.
1: Yeah, we got to run in by Harris and see what he thinks first, I think.
0: Well, you know what? When he sees the title and he sees Talk O Tuesday today, or whenever, he's he, that's that's our application for it. i just going <laughs> to do it. But anyways, everybody, we are here on a Tuesday night like we always are. And this time, we're coming off another Lakers victory they beat the Chicago Bulls, this time coming back by as many as – they were down by as many as 18, I believe. Mm-hmm. They win 118-112. And like we just did the math right before we got on air, they outscored the Chicago Bulls 70-47 to in the second half. Alex, your thoughts on tonight's disgusting first half? <laughs> you you terrible, know what? Terrible <laughs> – it was like a terrible first half of the third quarter. And then the glorious run after that.
1: You know what? It felt a lot like those like 2010, 2011 Lakers where they would go play like the Bobcats or like the Hornets or whoever, and they would trail by like 20 in the first half, and then Kobe was just like, "Screw it, I'm just gonna carry this team," and they eke out like a two point win. It, it felt a lot like that, where just everything was going wrong in that first half, and I don't know. I thought LeBron was a huge reason why. I thought in the third quarter he was amazing and i thought his defense in the third quarter specifically kind of sparked the team and kind of energized them and then that fourth quarter was just enormous those bench minutes from kuzma caruso and dwight were just huge and that was without lebron and without anthony davis on the floor and that just bought them even more time and they basically took the lead at that point or basically almost got the lead at that point so yeah just a big big game and huge contributions for everyone which is something they really haven't had and All season. I think this was like the most complete scoring, uh, balanced game that the Lakers have had so far.
0: Um, There was a 16 0 run there between the third and fourth quarter. And I believe, I could be mistaken, that every single point was from a bench player. And that was why Quinn Cook finished with 17 points on the night. He was the second leading scorer. Kyle Kuzma finished with 15. And I believe Kyle Kuzma in the fourth quarter, 11 of them were his points. So. I mean, it's going to be great to see Kyle Kuzma getting his legs under him, which he still doesn't look fully all the way back, but that was an, that was a great fourth quarter for him. Quinn Cook looked really good today. Dwight Howard had a great little spurt of energy in the fourth quarter and the third quarter that really sparked this thing. Um, on a night when Anthony Davis struggled, 6 of 15, 15 points, you're going to need other guys to step up, but LeBron James is the story for me tonight. His third straight triple-double 30 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. That's three straight since we were last on against the Mavericks, against the Spurs, and now against the Bulls. LeBron LeBron, like old school LeBron, yeah. is here right now.
1: Yeah, it reminded me a lot of the Miami Heat LeBron where he would just kind of lock people up on defense too and then get out and transition and just be like a, a train of terror out there. And again, I thought his defense really kick-started this whole run. I thought he started – playing really tough in the interior and then he had this one possession against Thaddeus Young in the post where he fouled him and he was so pissed off that he fouled him he was telling everyone it was his fault and it just showed how engaged he was And I think the rest of the Lakers kind of took his cue and they just kind of rose their energy and their defensive levels and I thought he was the key all game and he was a plus 17 tonight and basically speaks volumes to how big and how important he was out there tonight.
0: LeBron James just sparked this energy that was just not there in the first half. And I don't know, you know, obviously when you have a team that relies on shooting as much as the Lakers do, there's gonna be nights where they're just they're just not gonna fall. And tonight they shot 33% from three point eleven of thirty-three. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. But when you play teams where that you are expected to beat, that complacency and that energy sometimes doesn't follow so you fall into these leads or into these uh, deficits against a bad Chicago Bulls team that's now two and six so that's the kind of game that the Lakers should win but a lot of the times in the previous years the type of game that the Lakers would lose because of that because of the lack of energy and the lack of hustle and the lack of defensive tenacity and today it was not there in the first half and like you said excuse me LeBron James really kind of turned that energy around, and then the bench followed, the 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 role players followed. It was Cook chasing balls down, Dwight grabbing boards off free throws, Caruso, you know, going in through the lane. So that energy is so important when when shots are not falling. It was good to see it in the second half.
1: No, absolutely, and that's always been kind of an Achilles heel for this team. Where. It- they, get, they fall into a lot of these trap games. I thought tonight was a trap game for sure. I thought Chicago, especially how they started in the first quarter, I was worried that, yeah, the end of a road trip, there's a team that they should beat, but some guys are probably tired. They end an overtime game against Dallas. They beat the Spurs, so this definitely felt like a trap game. And I'm impressed that they were able to kind of withstand the Bulls' best punch and still kind of take over in the fourth quarter like that, especially at the end of a road trip. But... um I'm not sure how you feel about it. Like, how how are these kind of slow starts and then wins towards the end of the game? Are, are you kind of concerned or encouraged by their ability to do that?
0: I'm, I'm encouraged by the ability to come back from it. I'm concerned by them starting off that way because they're not going to be able to come back against every team like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they did it against the Hornets, I believe. Now they've done it against the Bulls. Um, so it's nice when they have a halftime lead. Obviously, it's not something that we're getting used to here this year, but... Um, the their ability to kind of keep their composure and that has to do with LeBron James with Anthony Davis with having that veteran experience that's gonna like just get you through through those ruts. That's gonna be so so clutch for a championship contending team is can you just like stop the rush, sit back and be like, Okay, let's fix this and then turn it around and that's where LeBron James is so good. It is to me concerning if I'm gonna st- like think about things that the Lakers are not doing well that I, that could long have long-term effects. It is these slow starts and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the shooting. I don't know if it's just the offense. I don't know. Like they gave up 65 points like in the first half today. Like that's not good defense at all either. So it's not just offensively it's defensively as well. So that's definitely something that I would love for them to change before uh, rather quickly, not you know, kind of get that strained out pretty quick. Yeah. I what about you? A... Does it concern you, or like, are you are 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 you kind of like me, like you see it both ways?
1: I, I I do. I kind of see it both ways. Where it is impressive that they can kind of come back and win these games, where really they shouldn't have won this game or that Dallas game, in my opinion. I think both those teams played better for the majority of the game, and they still kind of came back and still won, which is really impressive. Like especially on the road, we were kind of questioning before they went on this road trip how they were going to res- respond on the road because they had such a home heavy schedule to start the season and for them to kind of withstand these really slow starts and poor shooting nights and bad defensive first halves and they're constantly getting out their bench just like every game is getting doubled up by the opposition but tonight they were down like 30 to 15 in bench points and they still they came they came away winning the bench point battle tonight 48 to 43 so it just speaks volumes to how important that bench was tonight. But I, I, I would kind of hope eventually this kind of trend of them s- starting slow, uh, they get over it because, like you said, I don't think they can do this against every team over an eighty-two game season. Like, unless you can rely on LeBron to bail you out every single game at his age and after this many seasons, like they're gonna need other guys off the bench to perform a lot quicker and a lot better right away and not wait into that fourth quarter. And I think that's why. It, Kuz coming back specifically is huge for this team. I, th- I thought tonight he was, you know, he was a huge part of their fourth quarter and he kind of finally starts to look a little more like himself. So him being back hopefully kind of alleviates some of that that bad slow starts and kind of gets them out to a quicker pace and just a little more contributions overall from other players besides LeBron and AD.
0: Yeah, before we get to Kuz because I know we've talked about him probably at nauseum by now on this particular podcast, but I mean he is going to be a key player going forward. Um let's just focus on LeBron James first because like I said, third straight triple double. Um 30 points tonight, 11 assists, 10 rebounds in the last 3 games, averaging 30 points, 14 and a half assists and 11 and a half rebounds. So it's been an absolute tear the last 3 games. Um and all like you said, maybe they shouldn't have won the Mavericks game, but LeBron dropped 39 Uh, San Antonio kind of like back and forth, kind of couldn't never really pull away. He struggled shooting that day. And then today, obviously defensively, he led the way, even though he still scored 30. He said it, and I don't remember what game he said it after specifically, but he said last year, I, I obviously had the groin injury. And when I came back, I still wasn't healthy. And that's not, I just was never, I've never felt healthy when I came back and I couldn't do the things that I am able to do this year. LeBron James is just showing the NBA that he's still the best top two, top three player in the NBA is not even questionable. When LeBron James is healthy, like he is right now, he just had the longest summer that he's had probably of his NBA career. He hasn't played, no playoffs, you know, healthy body. If LeBron James can sustain this sort of productivity this year, dude, watch out, man. I know the Clippers haven't had Paul George yet, but this is so encouraging to see LeBron this good this early, that I I it's just as a Laker fan, as a Laker follower, you just gotta hope that he can stay healthy this year, man. It's been so good to see.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, his I think his energy and his like his burst to the paint just look way better and way more powerful and and quick than they were la- like all of last year. Like I don't remember LeBron looking this good like for a large chunk of last year. I, I think these. This maybe these first like six seven games are probably his best games as a Lakers thus far. I think, I mean in terms of like overall, like defensively he's been fantastic. I mean he's amazing at like his. I don't think we talk enough about how good of a passer he's been this season. Like he leads the league in assists. Like he leads the league in like a ton of passing like metrics. Like he's just really the only guy out there who can create for others like at a high level, and he's just doing it perfectly. He only had two turnovers tonight with 11 assists, like, that's huge for a guy who has the ball that much in his hands. I just think he's been, like, one of the clear MVP candidates thus far in the season, like, in terms of impact, in terms of offense, defense, in terms of getting this team to the record they have right now, and and even just in terms of, like, implementing Anthony Davis, like, he, he goes out of his way sometimes to kind of defer to Davis in the post or to find Davis and get him going. So I think he's found this really good balance in terms of scoring, defending, and, knowing when to pass and when to get Davis involved, which is, I'm just, I can't speak enough about how good he's been so far.
0: Yeah, and you said it too. He is still, like, today because KCP had some sort of injury. Rajon Rondo's not back yet. Um, Avery Bradley missed today's game, did not play. Um, KCP started for him. So we saw a lot of Quinn Cook and Alex Caruso together on the court today. And even with them and LeBron on the court, he was still the primary ball handler. Mm-hmm. So you had two point guards and you had LeBron James, and he was still being basically the general on the court. So, yeah, man, LeBron. And then to, to have all these triple doubles, it's let's those assists are coming in clutch. The way he's doing them, like, they're, the guys are wide open because he keeps driving in. It's, it's really, really good to see. And b- before we keep going to individual players, let's talk about the defense because, obviously, Frank Vogel – said that the defense was going to be key to the Lakers this season. He wanted to be a top defensive team. So far on the year, the Lakers are only giving up 101.1 points per game as a team. That's fourth best in the NBA. They're also winning games by uh, almost 10 points a game. That's third best in the league. So clearly, the Lakers, right now, best record in the NBA, fourth best scoring against them, third best po- point differential, everything. Is working damn well since we came on that one Tuesday after the Clippers lost six straight wins in a row, three straight wins on the road. It's been great.
1: I, I was gonna say like maybe to go not going against that, but I'm saying there's areas where they can still improve. Also, like like I mentioned, right. like they're like the three point shooting has been really bad still. Like like when like Kuzma is one for eight tonight, Daniels again struggled was one for four. So when that three point shooting finally at least is like league average or better than that, I mean considering the guys they have on the roster and types of careers they've had shooting like you know this offense is going to get better once guys just hit their open shots so like you said lebron's finding these guys and getting these guys open like every possession it's just they're missing shots so that's definitely a place where they can even get better and then kuzma like once he gets healthy and starts to play like the kuzma of the last two years that's another big part that they've been missing those first five, six games and we saw that in the fourth quarter without LeBron and Anthony Davis out there. I was really scared that that lead was gonna go up to 14, 16 points, but Kuz kind of showed that he can take that like primary creator role and primary scorer role. And he really was huge in keeping them in that game in the fourth quarter and let and then Dwight and Crusoe's energy just kinda put them over the top. But like you said, like the defense I I mean, I I don't really have any complaints about it outside of like their slow starts. But when they're engaged, sometimes like just it's, uh,
0: yeah, they, that's what I was gonna say. Sometimes it's just their their lack of hustle. Their the engagement is such a better word. Like when they're engaged, they play well. When they're not, it looks really bad.
1: And I guess that's encouraging. Like you would think, like in a playoff setting, they're gonna be engaged more than they're not. So at least we know that when they try, that they're capable. Instead of like not knowing if they can do it at any in any case, but. At least we, we see that it works, and that's something a lot of people had question marks going into the season, if the defense was going to be legit enough to let LeBron and Matthew Davis kind of carry them. And so far, it's been, it's been really good.
0: Um Kyle Kuzma is back. He played in this three-game road trip. He played in every game, um, only averaging 20 or 17 minutes a game. But today, in that fourth quarter, 11 points. Seven of sixteen, but like you said, one of eight on threes. He does not look good shooting threes right now. Um, but when he's driving it in, and when he's when there's plays being ran for him, this Lakers offense seems to run smoothly. And sometimes, even though they're still, you know, they scored one eighteen today, sometimes this Lakers offense looks so forced still, where they're still trying to figure it out. So you wrote about it on SilverScreenAndRoll dot um, which you write for every Monday. The headline is saying. Um, the Lakers need Kyle Kuzma to be their missing ingredient. Um, talk about your article and how it relates to tonight and what he did tonight.
1: Yeah, I thought tonight was actually a good example of what I wrote about. And like I mentioned, Kuz in the fourth quarter kind of showed what this team has been missing this season. It's a guy not named LeBron, not named Anthony Davis who can kind of, you could give him the ball and he could create his own basket or create for others. Like he didn't really create for others tonight. He, uh, he didn't have an assist or anything like that, but I thought when he drove to the paint, it, we saw the de- defense had to at least kind of were at least worried when he drove to the paint, uh, opposed to a guy like Rondo or a guy like Caruso, where they can they don't really have to worry about him getting a shot off. But tonight, Kuzma showed that when he has the ball and he drives, he's a guy who's capable of scoring. And we saw him like with these little floaters and, and shots off the glass that he can score even without his jumper falling. And I, I, I do worry about his jumper, but I, I'm not sure how much I can chalk it up to just his legs not being there. Like he look he has looked a little flat on a lot of his jumpers, and hopefully with a little more conditioning and stuff, he gets back to that. But basically, my article again kind of touched on the Lakers needing another guy who can create their own basket consistently, and he can do that, and also just another big kind of wing they could put on opposing like uh, star wings like against like a guy like Doncic. Like, we saw Avery Bradley have to guard him for a majority of the game. And although he did a good job, I thought Doncic just still had his way with Bradley and was able to look over the top against him. But if a guy like Kuzma was guarding him, who's 6'9 and 220, he at least has the size to kind of give him some issues. And we saw that against KCP with KCP and Kawhi in the first game, where Kawhi just kind of torched KCP. So uh, Kuzma maybe could be a guy an option that they could put on star wings and that's something I think that the team really lacks and something maybe he can give them.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then we talked about it before, we talked about it last week a little bit. Having that third guy when one of your top two guys isn't performing up to the standard like Anthony Davis did tonight, it's nice to have somebody that you could just rely on. And I know Quinn Cook was a second leading scorer tonight and that's also a nice surprise, but well, Kyle Kuzma is going to be probably that top, the third top scorer this week, and like you or this year, and like you said, that wingman position is going to be tough to defend all year for the Lakers. So hopefully, I'm not even sure if Kuzma can do that. Um, you know, he hasn't been the most efficient defensive player in his in his time so far in the NBA. So that's I think going to be a problem all year for them. But at least now they have someone that can actually physically match up at, at the very least.
1: No, I agree. Like he has to show that he's capable of doing it. Like he's talked a lot all summer about him working on his defense. Like that's been one of the talking points all summer. Is that he's been working on his defense and his playmaking. So he definitely has to kind of prove something this year. Like because that's always been kind of like a source of weakness for him. Where it was defensive ability and and kind of teams kind of targeting him on defense. But like you said, he at least gives them like the physical size that wasn't really there on the roster before. Like Contavius Cobble Pope is like what, like six, six, I think. But he's not mm-hmm. very strong also. So a guy like Kawhi can just post him up easily. At least at least having a guy who's six foot nine and can move his feet is at least another option. But like you said, he definitely has to prove it. And I think until he proves it, there's still that's still gonna be a weakness on this team.
0: There's a couple more things that I want to get to and I know today um, the day after a game, it's really just about the game we just watched. But there is something I want to talk about regarding Anthony Davis and his little you know, interview in Chicago and all that uh, about his future. So I do want to touch on that uh, real quick. But I'm going to say a sentence that I never thought I would ever say again in my life. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I like Dwight Howard as a Laker. Dwight Howard so far has been – to me the surprise of the season. And listen, I know in the in the off season, once they signed him, I said that that's once Boogie got hurt, Dwight was the guy to go get, the free agent to go get. He just his ceiling is a lot higher than the rest of the guys. He said all the right things. Me Alex, we talked about it. You know, mm-hmm. we we said what big man would you rather have? We had a whole podcast on it. I think both of us said Dwight and I think both of us were very skeptical about Dwight being Dwight because we had those salty memories from 2012 or whatever year it was. Dwight Howard has been a delight to have on the Lakers, man. And it is, it is, uh, it's a nice surprise, man. I, I, I don't even know what else to say. He's, he's done everything he said so far. Uh, he's been an energy off the bench. Um, he's better than Javel McGee. I mean, that's not even <laughs> a question. He just is. Um, rebounding block uh, shot blocking just just being a a good I I, I, I'm almost at a loss for words by how (laughs) delighted I am that Dwight Howard is a Laker again man what about you like obviously about Dwight is there anybody else that surprised you as much as Dwight this year
1: no, no, it's it's all been Dwight like like you said, the analysis is Dwight Howard is good at basketball like he's like he, when he's engaged like this and energetic like I mean I guess we haven't really seen him like engaged or energetic like this in years. So this is why it's probably the biggest surprise is he's totally bought into this role as this kind of six man seventh man guy off the bench who just brings energy, he sets hard screens like, even just like his fouls, like he fouls people really hard. Like when they come into the paint, like he he really cares out there. Like he doesn't want to give up anything around like the, around the rim. Like he's rebounding everything. I thought his offensive rebound off like the missed free throw tonight was like a huge game changer. Like I thought that just shifted the energy of the game. I thought he was actually pretty kind of I I didn't really notice him out there in the first half, but again, when they needed him in that fourth quarter, he brought that energy.
0: It's- did you notice anybody in the first half tonight? That's for I mean, except honestly, LeBron, I
1: guess. Yeah, no. Yeah. And Kobe White's hair, like that. That and Kobe White's hair were the only noticeable things in the, yeah. the first half. But yeah, like I have no complaints about Dwight, and I, like you said, we talked about him and the kind of backup center for a whole podcast. And I think I wanted Noah Joakim Noah instead of Dwight, but we both agreed that like Dwight definitely had the the offers the team the highest ceiling like you mentioned and we kind of see we're kind of seeing that play out right now like even if noah was just a safe consistent guy i don't think he could have pushed the lakers to win like tonight like they needed that physicality that energy and just dwight howard's defense just been amazing this year like he had a possession yeah. against kobe white like this iso possession on the perimeter and he kept up with them foot speed wise and kind of tracked him down and just blocked his shot and I it, that was like really impressive, like one of the more impressive things I've seen from Dwight, like in five years.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's you said it all, dude. Is it's defensively, it's energy on the on the offensive side, offensive rebounds. It, it I it would be fantastic if Dwight keeps this going too, and and LeBron stays healthy and AD stays healthy. The Lakers are legit a contender, and uh, <laughs> I honestly can't believe I'm still saying it. I, I keep laughing because every time <laughs> I I tweeted it the other day, I was like. I like Dwight question mark, like exclamation point. I just it's like <laughs> this is this is incredible to see. And and to and being one hundred percent blunt, this was probably Dwight's last chance in the NBA. And if he screwed it up, what who else would give him a chance? He could have got exiled like Carmelo Anthony. Like, yeah, you you have skills, but sometimes your reputation out you know, weighs those skills and nobody wants to deal with you. So I think Dwight knew that. I think Dwight also knows that he can play himself back into a possible multi-year deal, possibly with the Lakers, if not somebody else, if he plays well this year. And what better way to showcase your talent than what is there's You have no pressure, dude. You're really yeah. dumb. Like if, <clears throat> if you perform sweet, it's everything going to love you. If you don't, it's like, Oh, Dwight being Dwight, you know, and you're not asked to be the guy. You're not even asked to be a starter. So Dwight is absolutely taking advantage of the opportunity given to him by the Lakers and I hope he keeps it up all year because this is a good good thing for the Lakers if he does it all year. But hey man, let's not let's not fool ourselves like Dwight has a lot to gain by doing this. And it's not just like being a team guy. There's a lot of monetary things that mm-hmm. Dwight Howard is helping himself with right now. So as long as the Lakers have that non-guaranteed contract over his head, I love it. It's good.
1: Yeah. So I want to actually hit on something you mentioned uh, with how good Dwight's been playing. Do you have any, I know it's kind of been a topic on Twitter, especially among like Laker Twitter recently. Like, would you start Dwight Howard over McGee right now? Or do you think he's fine in the role he's in right now?
0: I think right now I like it because it's working. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and it's just that simple. I mean, I, I like the way that it's, that, that it's working right now. I did say before the season, I think Javel brings more energy off the bench, but Clearly, I mean, Dwight's doing a great job off the bench. And, you know, Dwight's getting more minutes. You know, Javel today, I believe he played 17. Dwight played 24. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked at the game log to see, like, how many minutes. But when Dwight's playing well, I mean, he's getting more minutes. So, I have no problem with whoever's starting. Obviously, whoever's playing better. Oh, but let's put it this way. Like, today, I think you tweeted about that today in the first half, like, Anthony Davis should be playing the five more sometimes. Yeah. You know, there's days where if Dwight's playing really well, you're just not going to take him out. Like, today. You're just not going to take him out. And JaVale, like, he's never going to play in the fourth quarter, even if the Lakers need a you know, big in there. Like, AD's going to do it. So, it's nice to have Dwight there because he can play fourth quarter minutes. Like, JaVale's not going to play late fourth quarter minutes. He's not going to be on uh, the death team or the death no. squad. So. Uh, I I don't know. I, I I like Dwight off the bench.
1: I you know what I I think I agree. Like the only I think the argument to be had is the Lakers slow starts and a guy like Dwight starting oh, right away kind, kind of at least gives him an, uh, a way to kind of counteract that. But again, how much are you giving up cuz the bench has been so bad as it is. If you're taking Dwight away who's been a huge part of that bench, like I'm not sure if McGee will provide that same type of energy or that same type of fight off the bench especially if they're kind of trailing in a game like you kind of want that safety blanket as as, because you know like if you're losing and you bring in Dwight or Caruso they're going to bring the energy to kind of help you get back into a game here's an idea yeah
0: how about you don't start either of them and you start Caruso or Cook
1: I mean you know I I would start Caruso over anyone I would bench. I, know, I, mean, I would bench LeBron for Caruso if I had my is choice. Is there even?
0: I mean, is is there is there even a reason for Rondo to come back on this team right now? Like, are we really missing Rajon Rondo? <laughs>
1: I'll say this: I I haven't even noticed he hasn't been on the team the last I, few. Games. I saw him
0: in the fourth quarter. I saw him react to a, a a run. That's the only reason I even remembered Rondo. And then I saw boogies in warm ups, and I was like, "Why is he in warm ups? Is his knee <laughs> is his knee better?" But no, that I mean, really, do we need? Rondo? And do you even need Howard or McGee to start? I mean, not really. I mean, I don't think you're going to start Kuzma because then you really don't have much points off the bench. No, yeah. No, but no. what's wrong with playing Caruso or Cook to start this off and have both those guys on the bench? Like, you could have AD starting at the five.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I think we know that AD doesn't want to play the five, at least, at least, like, off the bat. Like, I don't think he's going to start a game at the five. Like, I'm sure he'll play. At the end of the season, he'll have, like, more minutes at center than power forward, like he usually does. But I think just in title only, I think he likes to line up at the four. But, I, I mean, to the to the point, like you mentioned, of a guy like Caruso or a guy like Cook playing, Avery Bradley, I thought, was has been playing really well next to Danny Green, and has been a nice defensive combo in the backcourt. So I think... I think he hasn't lost his job in that sense. But I think I love that Caruso's been getting like 20 minutes a game the last few games. I thought that's a good sign, especially after, I mean, you kind of worried that he would kind of fall behind in the depth chart and kind of not see the floor unless it was a blowout. I'm just afraid I mean, yeah. that when Rondo comes back, do you think Caruso still gets those 15 minutes a game or not?
0: I think that Vogel, because Caruso isn't shooting so great, uh, I, think, I think Vogel will give Rondo a chance. I mean, he, you know, he's not shooting great. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's that simple. Um, it's thirty eight percent, twenty eight from three. So I mean, maybe if Caruso was shooting better, I know he provides some energy, and and his size is is favorable. You know, he's six foot five. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think we, we always forget that, but um, I think Vogel's just going to give Rondo a chance, unfortunately, and hopefully it's not Caruso that that suffers, but. He hasn't been playing, like, offensively, he hasn't been playing all that great. So it, it wouldn't surprise me at all.
1: And I think you can actually play Rondo and Caruso together in a lot of lineups. Like you mentioned, I he's think Caruso playing, has the size to play, like, the yeah. off
0: guard. I mean, he's playing Cook and, and, and Caruso together right now.
1: I was going to say, Could I'd be. rather give take the minutes away from a like, guy like Daniels if you're going to give Rondo minutes yeah. like than Caruso, I think.
0: I know we were talking about surprises. I think, to me, that's one of the biggest ones is how many minutes uh, Daniels was getting early on. I really wasn't expecting him to have uh, all the minutes that he's getting and he hasn't been shooting en- well enough to get even any minutes for me. Yeah, uh, it, it's been it's been a sh- 20 26% on threes and that's what he came in for, right? Um and he's averaging 16 minutes a game, so uh, I think there's a lot of options, which is good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they are great options for Frank Vogel, but at least he has options and if Rondo provi- <laughs> I mean if Rondo is another one, I don't I don't I don't know. I I'm having a really hard time trying to. to say, <laughs> I know sure. I can hear you struggling
1: here. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm really. I I like. I mean, how can you mess with six and one? Six wins in a row, three on the road. It's kind of hard to be like, yeah, bring them in. Let's let's see what happens. You know. That's
1: the thing. I don't think you can when Rondo's healthy. I don't think you can just slide him into the starting lineup after this group has gone six and one. Like you have to at least bring him off the you bench know? and kind of slowly bring him along. You can't mess up what they're going, what they have right now.
0: Uh, all right, everybody. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86. We're not done yet, but uh, the Alex Regla is him over there at Alex M. <laughs> Regla. You can catch his work on silverscreenandroll.com every Monday. Uh, make sure you read that. Make sure you follow us on Twitter to get our sassy tweets, especially your wrestling your wrestling tweets. Uh, right? Yeah. Are phenomenal. Um, last week, in my haze of whatever the hell was going through my body, I... Um, I was sick, and I said, I think, at least I was told on Twitter that I said, that I would cut my pinky off. <laughs> That's
1: right. I was getting, I was waiting for this. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> if either Brandon Ingram or Lonzo Ball ever scored 40 and had 20 rebounds in the same game. Did I know that Brandon Ingram literally just had a 35-15 game? No. Um, did I just see Brandon Ingram score 40 points yesterday? Yes. Am I worried about this prediction? Not at all. Brandon Ingram getting 15 rebounds is the biggest anomaly I've ever seen. Brandon Ingram is not a re- a 15 re- rebound guy game. Yeah, he got 35 and 15. He's not getting 40 and 20. And I'm not chopping my finger off if he does, but he's just not doing it.
1: Well, I'm gonna. This is I'm I'm gonna hold you to it. Like I'm gonna watch every Pelicans game, look at every box score just to make sure that Lonzo or Ingram didn't get 40 and 20 because. If they do, you're gonna to have to do it like a live recording of you cutting off your finger for everyone to kind of see that yeah. you're serious about it or something.
0: Yeah, man. I just don't. I like no one's done it since Shaq did it in 2003 for the Lakers, and now we're just thinking Brandon Ingram's gonna do it. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> but yeah, anyways. I was waiting for
1: you to mention it when I saw Ingram score 40. You were the first person I thought of at that point.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then he had five rebounds. So it's
1: like <laughs> you got a little lucky 40-20 there.
0: is hard, man. Like Anthony Davis has done it 3 times in his career. It's not like it happens all the time. And Anthony uh, Davis is a much better player than Brandon Ingram.
1: I I'll hear. How about this? Since you you went out there and made a like a a little bet like that. I'll say this, if like Isaac Bonga or Mo Wagner scores 40 points or gets 20 re- or just gets 20 rebounds like in a season, I'll uh I don't know. I'll clip my toenail or something like that.
0: You'll you'll cut off a finger too, and there will be like the nine finger podcast. There th- you go. Instead of Talk O Tuesday. But yeah, man. All right, I want to wrap up on this because I, I don't know how you feel, and I don't even know if any other podcast has talked about it, but I'm going to talk about it because Anthony Davis uh, did an interview, and I don't even know where he was at. Was he at a Boys and Girls Club or something? It looked like and it. They something asked like him, that. Yeah. And they asked him about his future. He's going to be a free agent. Would he ever play with the Bulls? And I, okay. When I read the, the quote, he said, I don't know. I mean, I am a free agent next year, but we'll see. It's a possibility. When I read that, I was like, (laughs) what the hell are you doing? Anthony, we're seven, six games in. And you're already saying it's a possibility. I might play in Chicago. Like, I don't want to go. I already, we've already done this for a year and a half with you uh, with New Orleans. Now I don't want to do another year with you. Um, but then I saw the video. And he looks so uncomfortable answering that question. He just was and even the moderator, whoever was doing it, was just like, okay let's let's move on. And Davis just didn't know what to say. He's like, he didn't want to disappoint his home, whoever those kids were or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just think this thing got so blown out of proportion. I saw um, you know, people getting all like Stephen A yelling about it today and <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And if you watch the video, you could see how uncomfortable he was even talking about it the quote reads terribly. I will say that it reads terribly, but the video just like, I was like, all right, whatever. I'm not even worried about it.
1: Yeah. I think this is one of those cases where context matters. Like you have to watch the video. You have to know where this video took place. Who was asking the question who was in the audience. Like you said, all those kids from Chicago, like, I'm not sure how good of a look it would have been if Anthony Davis like, no, I'm not. Why would I come play here? Like in front of all those kids in his own hometown. So I, I've, like you said, it reads pretty bad. Like, I have flashbacks of of Kawhi leaving Toronto, even Dwight leaving the Lakers the first time. Like, we've kind of seen this story happen before, but I'm not going to read too much into it. I'm not ready to, like, stress about this stuff right now. Like, it's only seven games into the season.
0: The Lakers are in first place in the NBA. That's what I'm stressed about right now. And that's what I'm thinking about. I'm not even stressed about it. Uh, whoever's running at Lakers SBN tonight just tweeted this: the Lakers starting lineup last time they won six games in a row. Are you Are you tweeting today, or is somebody else tweeting today?
1: Uh, no, today's Harrison. Harrison is
0: today's Harrison. Harrison just yeah. tweeted this: the Lakers starting lineup last time they won six games in a row. Derek Fisher, Kobe Bryant, Meta World Peace, Pal Gasol, and Andrew Bynum. But that well, was a pretty good that was a pretty good team if I remember
1: correctly too right? I was like if I remember correctly <laughs> I think
0: that team won a championship uh-huh
1: so, so I mean that's a good um, sign
0: all right that is a very good sign but like we're gonna do it every Tuesday since it looks like the Lakers only play on Tuesdays we got three games before we come back on next week this time two at home one on the road the one on Tuesday is the first of a back-to-back so who knows who will be playing that game and who won't be but on Friday, they take on the Miami Heat at Staples Center. On Sunday, they take on the Raptors at six thirty, also at Staples Center. And on Tuesday, the first of a back-to-back, at Phoenix at six p.m. Alex, I will ask you this every week: mm-hmm. the Lakers are six and one. What's the record going to be next time we talk on Talk O Tuesday?
1: Okay. So I said two and one last week, and they actually won three, all three. So
0: we both did. Yeah,
1: so they, they outperformed what we both thought. Uh, these games seem a little tougher. Uh, Miami's really good. I think Miami's really underrated. Toronto still has a lot of good players, and Phoenix is just the breakout team of the year so far. Uh, but I think they're going to go... T- I'm just going to say 2-1 and one again. I think they're going to beat Phoenix, and I think they're going to lose one of those... I think. I think that Miami game coming back off a long road trip and having a few days off might might be a bit of a trap game. I'm not sure. So that Miami game is one that might be tough, I think. So I, I say they go two and one.
0: The Phoenix Suns are five and two, second best record in the NBA tied mm-hmm. with two other teams. Uh the Miami Heat are five and one. Wait, let me go by win percentage. I'm going by wins. All right. Miami Heat have the second best record in the NBA. <laughs> Phoenix Suns have the third best record in the NBA, and they have the like something Raptors, like one of the
1: best best net ratings in the league. Like they they're blowing out teams, and they just beat Philadelphia, who was undefeated like a few days ago mm-hmm. too.
0: The Miami Heat are a league leading eleven point six point differential per game. Wow. So the Phoenix Suns are right behind the Lakers at six eight point six. Toronto Raptors are six point two. Uh, so this is a definitely a tough stretch probably an unexpected tough stretch when you were looking at the schedule when we did an offseason um, I'm gonna say they definitely have a loss in them just because it's the NBA like mm-hmm. you're not gonna win every single game I would say two and one as well and I don't know which two depending on what happens on Tuesday because it is a back-to-back like maybe LeBron doesn't play maybe AD doesn't play Um, you know that could be a loss So it the- yeah two and one i was gonna say one and two but i'm not gonna be negative today they've won six in a row yeah, two and one <laughs> so and they'll be the they'll Lakers be, eight, are going to be eight and two by the time eight and
1: two yeah so they'll w- eight in the first 10 games wow that'll be a really good start
0: that would be that'd be a very good start all right alex is there anything that we missed from today's game that we haven't talked about that you wanted uh, to get into i think we pretty much we covered did. it i LeBron thought lebron triple they'd... double uh-huh lebron triple double kyle kuzma killer fourth quarter um Anthony Davis not so great Dwight Howard great Cook and Caruso played together Avery Bradley injured <laughs> KCP injured um my Troy Daniels getting cut off <laughs> Troy Daniels he so was I think out we there covered it all I think we're good I think um, we're good too yeah <laughs> so this this was uh this was talk O Tuesday <laughs> episode one and uh, we'll see if it's going to be called Taco Tuesday Episode 2 next week because I don't know. But this was fun. Um, Alex, we'll talk to you next week.
1: Thanks, man.